appreciate the time. I want to get into the show and look back and look forward a little bit, man. But uh, let's kick it off with the show. You're coming up to the IE, going to be at Rockin' Brews inside Yamavon, October the 6th. And got me to thinking, man, are you are you a gambler? Do you, do you hit the tables afterwards or do you just drive back to San Diego once the show is done? <laughs> no, actually, we got another gig up in Utah after that, but I mean, not so much anymore. When I was younger, we'd always, you know, I love playing cards and stuff like that, but I, I hate losing even more. So, <laughs> you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> I feel you on that, man. And then as far as the set list, is it pretty much set? Do you have a set set list or do you call out outables or however you're feeling or, or pretty much locked in set? We do both, man. We, have, we always have extra tunes on deck, you know what I mean, just to play in case uh, – you know, the opportunity presents itself, but um, we've been jamming with uh, a, a friend from Suicide Silence who's been filling in drums for us. So, yeah, he's, you know, he's been playing a bunch of different songs. We'll throw, you know, different tunes at him and stuff, but we'll, we'll put together a set right before we take off on that little run. Yeah, we'll certainly get into Alex in a few, but uh, got me to thinking, man, being a San Diego band, you must have come up to the IE over the years and played other shows, probably with Alien Ant Farm over the years. They're, they're kind of our uh, hometown heroes being from Riverside and was just trying to think, do you remember any old school IE shows maybe at the barn back at the day at UC Riverside? Any of those ring a bell? Um, I'm not sure, man. I know, I think it was some years back we played closer to you guys actually with alien out farm it was a little this little rock club off the side of the of 15 um i forget the name of it but we've done a bunch of shows with the shows with the alien out farm boys we've actually taken them um to europe a couple of times we went to south america so we, we love those guys man I'm, I'm a big fan of alien yeah, I know. I saw you rocking the uh, the AAF hat uh, on, on the last uh, promo pick and stuff. And Dryden, obviously a, a comedian in and of itself, <laughs> can't buy any wristwatches from that guy. Yeah, yeah. stay away from the wristwatches. <laughs> do you no, remember? Dude. Do you remember meeting those guys for the first time? Was it probably out here in the IE or down in San Diego? I think actually the first time we met them was um, actually at like an MTV Music Awards and uh-huh. there was some after parties with Carson Daly and stuff like that. But and, but more more recently, I would say in the last 10 years, we've really become closer than we have back in the past, you know? Really? That's cool, man. All these years later and still still forging that friendship. And yeah, obviously making fun of, of Dryden as a, as a comedian, but uh, also a hell of a singer too and a hell of a front man. Oh, he's a great singer, dude. One of, yeah, one of my favorites in this kind of new metal genre. You know what I mean? They always did their own thing. Um, yeah, man, I love watching them perform as well. They're all good players. And speaking of the new metal genre, really cool that Sick New World happened earlier this year, which you guys were a part of, which must have felt like summer camp and <laughs> reuniting with some old friends. Who did you run into that day? Oh, everybody. The, the corn boys. <laughs> Who else? Uh, Deftones were hanging around. Incubus Cats. Ubastank was cruising. And then I just went to go check out a bunch of other bands like Turnstile and Spirit Box bands that I hadn't seen before that, and, you know, I actually enjoy. Who blew, who blew you away that day? Who, who was the winner that day in your book at Sick New World? I mean, obviously, uh, Turnstile's killing it. 
Um, but I watched Spirit Box for the first, you know, I wanted to see what the hype was about. And then, and she was actually very impressive. We, they were on the smaller stage. We watched them from side stage and she, she killed it. I, I, I really, I really dug them. Dude, speaking of, uh, of females coming up in the rock space, in the hard rock metal world, great to see you guys last year on that tour with Ginger. Got to catch the uh, the Wiltern show. And I know she, I talked to Tatiana before mm-hmm. the show, and she said she was a massive POD fan. And, and how was that for you being on that bill? Because on paper, it looked kind of weird. But, man, I got to say, it was a killer concert. Enjoyed your set and their <laughs> set just the same. Yeah, we, we definitely played for more Ginger fans, which we always take tours like that, though. We we love winning over fans, you know what I mean? So, you know, I think we, we try to play some of our heavier cuts and then obviously the songs that we think people know. And But it went over well, and we love those guys. We've become family. Yeah, and obviously uh, that ties into to your current drummer, Alex Lopez, who's married to Tatiana. And I was trying to think how you connected with him. Was it a tour manager that you guys shared? Is that how you met back in the day, you and, and the Suicide Silence guys? I mean, we've we've done shows in the past, you know. Um, but I think he actually just reached out to Marcus, I believe, and just said, you know, he was free to do whatever, and then, they just started hanging out and, you know, we, we kind of have alternating drummers at, at the moment. And, you know, he came in, jammed with us, or we connect, you know, we have the same vibe and we ended up doing that corn run and then the ginger run. And then he's been doing all the flyout dates for us, all the festival dates. Bitching. And, and he'll be at that rock and bruise date as well. Which one? He'll be at the rock and bruise on, on October the 6th. He'll be at oh, that yeah. date. Yeah, for sure. I know he's on tour with Ginger, so we kind of been, you know, <laughs> stealing him away from, from those guys and getting him when we can. So hopefully we'll be able to get him. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I really love the the thunder and the double brace that uh, bass that he brought to POD that that set at the Wiltern, man. It just obviously, like you said, playing the heavier tunes, but it felt like on par with Ginger. It felt just as heavy as Ginger. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, he's definitely a, a metal drummer, so it, it fit perfect for that crowd. You know what I mean? They gave us just like a different kind of dynamic. And so we're, we're all learning from each other. Love it, man. And one to look back as we're talking about all this current stuff, look back a little bit. Pretty crazy that we're coming up on the uh, the twentieth anniversary of the self-titled album, your fifth album, Payable on Death. And man, I just wanted to get your thoughts twenty years later on that album. How do you look back on that time without Marcos and then with Jason coming in from Living Sacrifice? Yeah, uh, it was. I mean, we're we're still learning as we go. You look back <laughs> at those, and it's part of the journey in the, our whole kind of story with Marcos and Jason and um. You know, it was a transition that was needed at the time, and it's definitely a different record uh, than we had previously. And those guys are two completely different kind of guitar players. You know <laughs> what I mean? But um, I, I I love that record. I love our little stint with Jason. He's still a brother of ours. He's still the homie. I talk to him all the time. Um, but yeah, man, I can't believe it's been twenty years already. It's crazy how much time flies. And, you know, speaking of 20 years ago, it's one of those things you read on Wikipedia. You never know if it's true. But is it true? Did you guys turn down Metallica's offer to be a part of their summer sanitarium tour? Something went down, dude. I can't really remember. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't turn it down. You know what I mean? But 
I thought we were we were supposed to be on that, and I don't know what happened. So I'm definitely not gonna say we personally turned it down. There's no way anybody <laughs> in their rightful minds would turn down Metallica. Come on, but I do remember getting the offer and then being totally like stoked about it, and then it never happened. And now you got me thinking, what the hell happened? <laughs> I was gonna say, man, I was looking at the Metallica tour dates. They didn't play San Diego on this run. Maybe that maybe they're still upset all these years later. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> crazy. <laughs> They're out there crushing it right now. Oh, it's still killing it always, man. And, you know, since we're on the Metallica topic, we're, we're an old school station. We do mandatory Metallica every night at 10 p.m. You're a Metallica fan, obviously. Do you have a favorite Metallica tune or an album that got you into them as a fan? Um, I mean, obviously, Ride the Lightning and stuff, but the guys are bigger Metallica fans than me. When I when I joined with the guys, I was more into like punk and hip hop and reggae and stuff. So it was really the guys who kind of turned me, you know, into more of the, the metal stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but obviously, you know, everybody knows who Metallica is. You know what I mean? But I still remember watching, you know, their videos and what's the one being creeped out? Uh, oh, Enter Sandman. It's no, no, no. It's based on the movie. One. Oh, why is it? It's yes, one. Golly, I remember watching that video and just and it made me want to see the movie. And I remember watching the movie and thought, man, this is a creepy, this is a creepy movie. How'd Metallica know about this one? <laughs> Johnny got his gun. I think is the name of that movie that they stole all those yeah. clips from. Yeah, dude. Sick yeah, tune. It's crazy. We'll rock that one for you. And dude, talking about that time period, so you don't go out with Metallica, but you end up going out on a co-headline run with Linkin Park shortly thereafter, and and that must have been a blast. And and certainly rest in peace to Chester Bennington, who we all love yes. and miss. Yes, most most definitely, man. I mean, we we took them out right when they the first record came out, and you know we knew right from the gate we're like, <laughs> dude, these guys are gonna blow up. You know what I mean? And Obviously they did. And so they returned the favor and took us out. And I think that might've been one of their first kind of like arena um, headline tour. And it was to, to this day, probably one of my favorite tours. I think it was Linkin Park, Us, um, Hoobastank and Story of the Year. Yeah. And so we did that for about two months, bro. And it was, it was probably the, yeah, I could say one of the best tours ever just because all the bands were so cool and everybody got along. We had a good time together. Any, any memories stick out about Chester that you can share with us? Yeah, man. Actually, I think they wrote it in one of their memoirs or a book that's out. They had a camera crew and or like a, a camera guy following them. And and I think we had a day off somewhere and it was my cousin's birthday and we were hanging out on the top of this um, this hotel. And we were standing next to a ledge and, you know, we didn't know that there was nothing. It was just all the way straight down, right? Right. This ledge on top of the, the roof. And um, we were all goofing around and I had picked up Chester just having fun. And he totally, you know, flopped backwards over the, over the side of the, of the wall. Ooh. And everybody, everybody freaked out. But I, I mean, I had him locked, but everybody yanked him back up and he was literally dangling over the side of this <laughs> roof. Um, and I pulled him back up and I was like, what, dude, what the heck? Homie? I said, dude, I you know, I could have, I could have dropped you. And he said, you would have never dropped me, Sonny. <laughs> and I was like, and, but we got away from the rest of, from the side of that uh, wall though. After that, because you know everybody was having a good time, and I don't know what he was thinking, man. But it could have, <laughs> it could not been good. But 
we went back into the hotel and we just continued to have a good time. Beautiful, man. I appreciate you sharing that story because that's that's what we got to do is keep his memory alive and share those stories and interactions with him to keep his that's memory right. going. Dude, appreciate all the time. Last couple of things I wanted to hit you with. It, it, you know, it's been a while since Circles 2018. Loved that album. Always Southern California, rocking with the best, listening for the mm. silence. We working on any new music? Any, any new music? I mean, it's been five years almost. Yeah, yeah. No, COVID kind of rocked us all, but um, we have a record that's mixed and mastered, and obviously we're going through all the label stuff, but this this month actually we'll, we'll release, I think, I want to say September 21st, we'll release um, a single and a, a video, and then we have a whole new website coming out. We're going to finish these fly-out dates. Uh, we'll definitely be on tour by the end of the year, and, and then the album, I want to say, will be probably around springtime, but we're, we're going to awesome. waterfall probably, I want to say three to four singles instead of just dropping a record, kind of just give something for people to vibe to. And um, I know a lot of people on this first single that's going to come out is going to be tripping. We have a, a, a feature on there. I'm not going to say who, Ooh. but it's, it, it's off the chart. A- any sort of direction for this album that you could talk about? Is it heavy, more melodic? Was there any mission statement for writing this one or just the best songs or the next songs up? Yeah, I mean, I would say this this album is definitely more rocking. You know what I mean? We kind of, um, it was a different writing process because of COVID and all that stuff. It wasn't like we could all sit in a room like we're, you know, we're used to. Right. So a lot of it was just piecing things together. And so, you know, it was basically song by song. And then by the time we have an album's worth, you know, it's kind of like, hey, man, that's just what it's supposed to be. And a lot of people are saying, did you guys get to do, you know, like, like your reggae kind of swing, you know, any more punk type stuff and it was like actually i think it's just rocking all the way through uh, man interesting and did alex play yeah. drums on the album or no 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 our, our buddy robin diaz actually did he's a he's a, he tours with with all the bands but he's he's pretty much one of the you know i would say next to josh freeze he's probably the main <laughs> man in hollywood and he's an old school friend of ours and dude he, he came in and just nailed it so there's a different feel on that too is because you know it's the first time without my cousin love you know what i mean so it's 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 a rock and feel interesting can't wait for that new album man and supporting the new music last thing i gotta hit you with dude nfl season underway being a san diego guy be honest with me are you still a chargers fan were you ever a football fan or did you give up on them when they moved to la like screw those guys oh yeah no i don't know i mean i mean there was a you know there was a 24 hour period where I was pissed <laughs> and I, you know, I had to figure out whether I was going to keep going or not, but I never, I never changed, man. You know, I mean, it just, I, that first, maybe that first two years, I didn't follow them quite as close. You know what I mean? Um, but then, you know, when you're sitting there and you have no team to root for, it's just like, <laughs> dude, I, I'm a Chargers fan regardless. I just don't call them LA Chargers. They'll always be San Diego Chargers to me. Um, you know, when, in those seasons, when they, when they first started, you know, when they when they lost, it didn't hurt as much. But now it's starting to hurt again. So <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing <laughs> well, they got or a bad thing. But I'm still rooting for them. They got a hell of a team. Have you been up to a game at SoFi yeah. yet? No, man. It's still still on my bucket list to do that. Hopefully this year they should have a really good season, though. I mean, Herbert, you got a hell of a quarterback, great running back, great wide receivers. Oh, yeah. Should be a good season for them. Oh, yeah. I'm ready, dude. I still say within the next uh, – um, I would still say within the next four years, I think I think I think they'll go all the way. Yeah, I think I think Herbert's the guy to get it done. 
at least get them there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get into fantasy or any of that mess or no? No, no. I hear everybody talk about it, but this is one more thing that to, to distract me, bro. So I, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> Beautiful. Sonny, thank you so much for the time. Can't wait to see you out there hey, on thanks. October the 6th, man, at the show at the uh, Rock and Brews. Yes, sir, brother. We'll see you there. Thanks, Sonny. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right, my man. You too. Adios. Bye-bye. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.